Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So I had a, um, a listener reach out to me and ask if I would consider doing a topic for that person. And I love when people reach out to me because... I want to do topics that you need to hear. And most of the time I'm getting my cues from, you know, spirit. I do a meditation and say, what do people need to hear? And that's what I get. But when people reach out to me and ask me specifically for certain topics, I love that too. And absolutely never hesitate to reach out. So I think that the topic that this person asked about is really interesting. This person asked me about codependency. And I love this because we did a podcast not too long ago about toxic relationships. And honestly, these two things go hand in hand. A lot of toxic relationships will come out of codependency. So you may be asking yourself, I know we hear this word thrown around a lot, like codependency, codependency, what is it? And many people think that codependency is simply someone who is reliant on drugs or alcohol. But that is not what it means. It is part of what it means, and it can mean that. But codependent people are people who have grown up in dysfunctional families. Can be because of family members' addictions to drugs or alcohol. It doesn't have to be. Um, But it could be because it's a cycle. So if you've had even a family member, maybe it wasn't your parents, but it was their parents or their parents before them. If there were family members who were struggling with addiction, the dysfunctional family unit, like that structure kind of evolved from that. And then it just kind of carries on from generation to generation. And it's going to continue to carry on in a cycle until the particular people in that family decide to get help. And it can't, you can get help. So I want to talk about, you know, what are the characteristics of codependent people? Like, what does that mean? How can you figure out, you know, am I in a codependent relationship or am I uh, experiencing codependency? And then also, what can you do about it? So I think this is interesting because in codependency, you see a lot of the similar behavior patterns, I think, as what I would determine as a people pleaser. And I was told when I went to counseling a long time ago that I also um, was codependent. So I understand exactly a lot of the things that I describe about the relationships I've had in my life. You could look at that and say, eh, that's codependent. Yes, it's true. So what are the characteristics, characteristics Excuse me, of codependent people? So some of the characteristics are they feel an exaggerated sense of responsibility for the actions of others. So in this case, like I can personally relate to this, you know, my ex-husband would do horrible things and I would always feel like it was somehow my responsibility, it was my fault, that there was something I was supposed to be doing to help him, which wasn't the case at all. It's a tendency sometimes to confuse love with pity. So we sometimes, if you're like I used to be, would pick people that you feel like you need to rescue or save. And I know that that is a strong issue with people who are codependent. 
because you just have this innate urge. You think you're helping people and you think you're doing great things, but you're actually just picking people who are dragging you down and draining you of your energy because they're not bringing anything positive to the relationship. It's like one-sided. You're doing all of the work and the other person is allowing you to rescue them. You do more than your share. You know, it's like you're totally taking care of this person because and again, it doesn't have to be that the person, your, your mother or father, was addicted to anything. It could just be that they also were just codependent because they were from a family line where this was happening. But you often see with people who are codependent that they had to take care of a parent. And it, it doesn't necessarily even mean that you physically had to take care of them. Like maybe they went to work and they provided, but... For some reason, like maybe emotionally, maybe you had to constantly tell your parents how great they were because they just didn't have the self-esteem, if that makes sense. It's like for some reason your parents were emotionally dependent on you. And sometimes it is physically dependent. I know kids who have had to actually take care of their parents. So it's your tendency to do more than your share all of the time. And then it's also a tendency to feel hurt when people don't recognize or give you credit for your effort. Um, Codependent people will often always do anything to hold on to a relationship to avoid being abandoned. So fear of abandonment is a huge issue with people who are codependent. You have an extreme need for approval or recognition so part of your self-esteem comes from what others do and or say. So others, like you, depend on the approval of everyone around you and everyone has to like you, which is where a lot of people who are people pleasers are codependent. They are definitely displaying those types of behaviors because they really care about what other people think about them and their own sense of self-worth actually comes from others. It's not really how they feel about themselves. It's how they perceive others to feel about them. So they, they really get their sense of self-worth from what others say to them or think about them or what they think others think about them. So that can be very tricky because, you know, we all want people to like us sometimes. And so if you're depending on what someone says to you to derive your own sense of self-worth, that can be a very tricky thing. Another thing is that um, you can feel an extreme sense of guilt for asserting yourself and putting your own needs first. I know that in certain situations, like my mom will make comments to me, like if I decide to do something that I want to do instead of like doing something that she wanted me to do, she would make me feel very guilty about that. Or she would just volunteer me to do something for someone else without asking me first before even mentioning it to the other person. And, you know, I had to have this conversation like, look, stop doing that. (laughs) Like people don't like that. Don't do that to people. But I used to feel guilty about even wanting to speak up about that. But you should never feel guilty about that. But the sense of guilt that you feel when someone else, you know, when you do something that goes against what you know someone else wants, that is a very common thing in codependency. 
Also, you might feel a need to control others. And for me, I think this comes from, and you may not feel like you're controlling, but when you try to control or manipulate a certain outcome, and to me, I think there's a few reasons why codependent people do this. You do this, number one, out of fear of abandonment. You don't want people to leave you. You do this out of a need to control your environment because many codependent people grew up in homes where things were out of control. You didn't have control over what happened to you or you had someone who was constantly trying to control you. So it's a, a learned behavior, if you will. And I think that, again, either you do this out of the need to not be abandoned or you do this out of a need to control what happens in your own situation because you didn't have control when you were younger. Another thing is that people who are codependent often lack trust in themselves or in others. They are, it's like difficult to identify their own feelings. They, again, the fear of abandonment, I think is a big thing. They experience difficulty changing or adapting to change. So they're very rigid in the way that they are, the way they do things. They have problems with boundaries or with intimacy. And as far as the boundary thing, like what we've just been talking about, like that would be crossing a boundary for my mom to just volunteer me to do something without asking me. That's a boundary cross because I don't like that. So if you have difficulty expressing to people when they cross your boundaries, then that is definitely a symptom of codependency. Another thing could be chronic anger, although I don't think that everyone displays that. And I want to also express that you don't have to have every one of these symptoms to be codependent and these symptoms can be like a scale so it can be like I do this a lot or I sometimes do this so it's not like a black or white thing it's a scale and it's a you may have all of these you may have some of these you may have none you know one or two Um, lying and dishonesty can be another thing too if you feel like you always have to lie to people and For me, I think the reason that people do that, they feel like they have to lie, is because they're used to walking on eggshells around people. And that's the term that I would really use is you feel like you're walking on eggshells with certain people. And you feel like you have to lie to those people in order to not get yelled at or not have them have an outburst with you. You avoid conflict a lot. That's a big factor in codependency is you want to avoid conflict because it's like you've had it all your life. You're trying to avoid it. So you'll go to great lengths to do that, and sometimes it's avoiding things, like not telling people when they're crossing a boundary, and sometimes it's even lying so you don't have to tell them. Um, Poor communication is another one, and that just kind of goes hand in hand with this, because if you can't tell people they're crossing a boundary, or if you feel like you have to lie to them, you're not going to have good communication with them. It's not going to be open and honest. And you may have difficulty making decisions, because you may feel conflicted all of the time. And again, that could also be because you don't want to disappoint someone. So you don't want to make that decision. So if you um, are feel like I'm describing anything about you, then most likely you are codependent. There's a questionnaire too that you can ask yourself to try to determine whether you might be codependent. So I'm just going to list a couple of questions. And if you answer these questions with, yes, that's me, or I do that all the time, and you may already be saying this to yourself as I've read some of the um, indicators of 
being codependent, but do you keep quiet to avoid arguments? I know I used to do that all the time. I just wouldn't say anything and I'd be very passive and then I would just be inside like fuming and ready like a volcano to explode, but I wouldn't say anything because I didn't want to rock the boat and I didn't want to have an argument, but I would get very mad. Um, Are you always worried about others' opinions of you? That was me too. Like thinking, oh, this person just looked at me like this. What does that mean? Even though it really meant nothing usually. And even if the person did look at me that way, so what? Who cares? Now I don't care. But then I would have cared. If you've ever lived with someone who has a drug or alcohol problem, have you ever lived with someone who hits or belittles you? That was me. That was my first marriage. It was terrible. Are the others are opinions of others more important than your own? So do you put everyone else's opinions first ahead of your own? I know I did. Do you have difficulty adjusting to changes at work or at home? I do sometimes, or I used to. I don't now, but I used to have trouble adjusting to things. Like I would have everything I would do the night before, and like you couldn't have a different routine than that. Um, do you feel rejected when significant others spend time with friends? So if you feel like people are picking other people over you, like, is that a problem for you? Because that's a sign too. Do you doubt your ability to be who you want to be? Are you uncomfortable expressing your true feelings? Have you ever felt inadequate? Do you feel like a bad person when you make a mistake? This is a big one. Do you have difficulty taking compliments? I have to laugh because (laughs) I have a friend who, when he gives me a compliment, I'll try to compliment him right back. And he's like, stop it. We're not talking about me. We're talking about you right now. And I realize that that's something that I do. Like when someone compliments me, then I give them a compliment right back instead of just saying, thank you. You know, I feel like, oh, I have to compliment them now too. And that's really a sign here. And it's something that I'm trying to be better about, you know, especially because I don't notice I even do it. And he'll be like, quit. This is you time now. And it's funny. But I never thought about that before. Honestly, I really didn't. Um, Do you feel humiliated when your child or your spouse makes a mistake? So you feel like others around you are a reflection of you. Um, do you think that your life or the people in your life would go downhill without you constantly putting effort into them? So like if you weren't there, you think they couldn't survive without you? That's a big thing too. Um, do you frequently wish someone would help you get things done, but you never take the initiative to ask? And that's a big thing with codependency too, is you feel like you have to do everything yourself. It's like you take on this what I like to call the Atlas role with the guy carrying the world on his shoulders. You feel like you constantly have to do everything and you can't depend on others to help you. And that's a big one for being codependent. You need to learn how to ask for help. Do you have difficulty talking to authority, like to your boss or to uh, maybe even your parents? Are you confused about who you are, where you're going in life? This is a big one. Do you have trouble saying no? No was like a four-letter word to me growing up. You know, it was a bad thing when other people told me no, as well as when I wanted to say no. Like, I hated both cases, and I didn't want to have to tell people no, and I didn't want other people telling me no, and it always felt like such a bad thing. 
And now as I've gotten older, I realize you have to tell people no. You have to protect yourself, your own energy, your own inner child. So sometimes that means telling others no. And you cannot be afraid to speak your truth, speak your voice, and tell people. You know, I was telling you the other day about the book cover that I have, that I didn't like the original cover and that I was getting pushed back from the publisher. And I just said, look, I can't live with this. And she sent me a new cover today. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Like, this is so much better. And she said, yeah, it's so much better. I'm so glad that you pushed back against me because this is even better than before. So even though you may be afraid to tell others no, it's necessary. It's necessary sometimes to open your mouth and to say what you need from other people because people are not mind readers but people who are codependent for some reason we want to think that people are mind readers and that people know what we want or that here's the other common very common misconception we for some reason think that everyone thinks like us and the truth is that is so not true it's rare when people think exactly like you So to think that people know what you're thinking or that they know what you want is absolutely ridiculous and you have to learn to open your mouth and say something. And when you are in a codependent relationship, it is hard for you to do that. It's hard for you to express your emotions, but it's really necessary and it's really hard. And I often feel like the last relationship that I had had, you know, the person was just like, who are you? Like they really wanted to get to know me and I really wasn't letting that much through. And I know it was because of this growing up being codependent and all of that. And now I've done a lot of the deep inner healing work. And so now, um, I, I'm not that way anymore, but I, I remember I was like, I was afraid of letting those persons see who the true me really was. And honestly, I don't even think I knew who the true me really was. I really don't. It was so difficult to have to sit down and fill out one of those questionnaires of like, what do you like? And how do you describe yourself? I'm like, I don't know. I'm a mom. I don't know. I'm a teacher. But now there's so much more to me that I know that I didn't then because I didn't spend that much time getting to know myself because I didn't like myself that much. And then when I worked on myself and I got to know who I was and that it was okay to be who I was. And if other people didn't like me, that was their problem, not mine. Things just became so much clearer and I I don't, I'm not afraid to be who I am because if I tell you my truth and you don't like it or can't be around it, then that's okay. We don't have to be around each other and I don't have to worry about it because some people will like me and some people won't like me and that's just the truth. You either like me or you don't and I'm okay with either one. It's fine. So another thing is... Um, you might also have this feeling of like you have so many things going on at one time like you've got all these things up in the air and you're not really able to give any due justice to any one thing because you've just got so many things going on and again it's that whole trying to stay busy and I really think that so many people do that they try to stay busy so that they don't have to really focus on the true issue which is yourself I know that, um, like, I honestly, when my mom comes to mind with this, like, she's always constantly, like, got to be on the go and doing something. And 
I'm like that too, but in a different way. I mean, before I might have been like that to try to avoid just being by myself. But also now I know like I enjoy just like time alone too. Like that doesn't bother me at all. And I feel like a lot of people who are codependent, they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be alone with themselves. And a big part of that is because they don't like themselves. There's a lot of self-hatred, I think, that goes on. Whether you realize it or not, you may not even realize that that's what you're doing. But it uh, really does. There's a lot that goes on. And I think a big part of treatment for codependency involves working on that self-esteem and self-love and then working on speaking your truth. It's the self-confidence. You know, we talk about all of the energy chakras in our bodies. So the one that deals with this self-confidence is the solar plexus chakra. That is the chakra that's located right above your belly button, and it's supposed to glow this beautiful yellow color. And when that gets blocked, we can experience so many things. And um, not just physical symptoms, but emotional symptoms as well. And one of those symptoms happens to be depression. So depression can be very common in people who have a blocked solar plexus chakra. And part of that, if you grew up in a codependent home, you may have been made to feel like you weren't good enough or maybe you were told that. I don't know. You know, I don't know what your situation is, but sometimes people get told that. So you can have low self-esteem, low confidence, You may experience no sense of purpose in life. Like, I don't know what my purpose is. You have trouble making decisions. You may have anger issues. You may feel unmotivated. There are addiction issues. And again, if you grew up in a codependent home, it could be because you grew up with one or more parents who was addicted to something. And of course, we know that that can be hereditary. Um, You may be experiencing insecurity. And that can lead also to physical problems. You may have low metabolism or poor digestion. You may have a lot of stomach issues. Um, I know that, I think this is so interesting, but I've seen this a lot in my work. People who have very low self-esteem and low self-confidence often have stomach problems because your solar plexus is right there and that is where you're experiencing this block. And you may have... um, glycemic issues so you have blood sugar problems you may experience fatigue you may have liver problems or you may have ulcers like all of these things can stem from this solar plexus chakra being blocked so there are a lot of things you can do to work on this one of the things is working on self-love and one of the things that I love is to do daily affirmations And so there are a lot of solar plexus affirmations out there. You can just go to Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Go to Pinterest if you have a Pinterest account. If not, just go to Google. Just Google it. Go to Pinterest or Google and search for solar plexus mantras. And here are a couple that I love. You can tell yourself every day, I'm confident in all that I do. I stand up for myself. I respect myself at all times. I act with courage and strength. I love those. And you can also do a meditation. There are solar plexus chakra meditations out there. 
And it's all about, I love and accept myself. I'm willing to stand up with strength and confidence for that in which I believe. I have the freedom to make my own choices in life with appreciation of my sense of self. I'm connected to the source of all power and it flows through me to encourage the power of others. So you can do a meditation, you can do chakra mantras, you can also do tappings. So just search for tappings on self-love. You can search YouTube. Um, Brad Yates has many of them out there that are great and they don't take that long. They're like seven minutes or so, some are five. Nick Ortner is another one who has tappings. Just look on YouTube, tap for, and just you can even just put in tapping. It's EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique. Search EFT tapping self-love. Um, you can also use crystals to heal yourself. So citrine, topaz, tiger's eye, yellow jasper, those are all crystals that help with the chakra for the solar plexus. Essential oils, too. You can use juniper, cedarwood, black pepper, cardamom, lemon. So those all help. There are also yoga poses you can do, but I'm not really, I don't know too much about yoga, but if you are into yoga, just look up yoga poses for the solar plexus chakra. Um, in the meditation... I always imagine that, you know, go look up a, a chakra chart and where you see that solar plexus chakra, it should be a yellow color like the sun. And I always imagine that when I'm doing a meditation to clear my chakras, that the, you know, it's being cleared and that that yellow light's getting brighter and brighter. I do have a chakra energy clearing meditation on my website that you can buy. If you're interested in buying that and you go to buy it and it does not work, please let me know. I don't know. Sometimes the website works and sometimes it has issues and I don't know what. I think Wix is just not, I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't work that well. And uh, right now it's the only thing I'm using. So unfortunately it is what it is. But if you ever try to purchase something from my website and you have trouble, please just let me know because I don't know it's not working until people let me know that. But you can purchase my meditation. If it doesn't work on the website, just email me. I will just send you a PayPal invoice and then send you the meditation that way. So there's always ways to get around the website if it's not working. But I do have a chakra healing meditation. Um, you know, the one thing I would say, too, with trying to heal codependency, again, is just working on that self-love, you know? And one of the things that I said to someone the other day was I said, you need to write down all the things you love about yourself and you need to congratulate yourself on all of your little victories and don't beat yourself up over what you consider to be failures. Because again, a failure is not bad. It's just a first attempt in learning. And don't beat yourself up. Be gentle with yourself because we all get knocked down. It's what determines your character is whether you stay down and play dead or you decide to get up and just start over and keep going with your life. It does not matter how many times you fall down or what happened in the beginning or that you failed. What happens is what you choose to do from now on. So when you know better, you do better. And 
when you decide that, hey, today's a new day, and even though I failed yesterday, or even though I got knocked down yesterday, or even though the the beginning wasn't so great, it doesn't mean that my ending is going to be that way. It doesn't matter how my beginning was. I'm writing my story still, and I can change it at any time. So I can choose to love myself more. I can choose to work on this inner stuff. And there are a lot of things you can do. You know, a lot of people like counseling. Um, Traditional counseling is great. But some people also, like I was one of those people, I was going to counseling and it did help me some, but then it got to a point where I was like, okay, you're not helping me, but I know I still need to be healed. So I don't really know what to do. And when I prayed about it, I found this podcast and the person who ran the podcast uh, was able to really help me. And I worked with her one-on-one with coaching. So you know, spiritual counseling is great too, because it can employ the things that traditional counseling cannot. So whatever you choose to do, whatever works for you and is best for you, do it. But don't sit there and say, okay, I'm this, I'm codependent. Okay, great. I'm going to live the rest of my life that way. No, you can always heal yourself. And it's about wanting to be better. And you would not be listening to this podcast if you did not want to be better. So I'm telling you now, don't sit there and say, okay, I'm this, I'm that. Do something about it. And you can start taking the steps yourself. You don't need a professional there to help you. If you decide that you need someone, that's great. But you can start doing things little by little on your own first. You can heal yourself. And you can, you know, then you might get to the point where you say, no, I can't do it all myself and I do need someone professional. And that's great. And again, there's no shame in that. Absolutely no shame in that. I've been to counseling, I've been to spiritual advisors, it's all been amazing and helped me a lot and I highly recommend all of it. What I really say is you have to do what really works for you. Whether that's traditional counseling or whether it's a spiritual advisor, you do what works best for you, okay? Because this treatment is all for you, not anybody else. You do what is making you feel better. All right, so I wanted to pull a card for you. And the card that I pulled for you, and also thank you again to my listener who asked for that topic. I think that's a great topic. So thank you once again for sending me that message. If you have a topic, something that you'd like to hear about, and I haven't done a topic about it, or I haven't done a podcast about it, you can always message me. I love hearing from you. And if I can do a podcast about it, I will certainly do that. So the, uh, The message that came across for you guys today is you are awesome. And I love this. You know, if you are codependent or have been in a codependent relationship, you need to hear this. You are awesome. And you need to start believing that. What I really love about this is the two symbols on the front of the card really remind me of the Shokurei symbol in Reiki. And that is the symbol, the life force, and was what turns on Reiki and the Reiki power, which I will be talking about in my Reiki course if you're interested in taking that. You can just go online to my website. There's a button that says I'm interested in this course. Click on it. It'll take you to a Google um, form. Fill that out. I'm trying to get a group together. So I want to get enough people to have a nice little group class. So let me know if you're interested in that. Um, Your message for this card is your greatest relationship is the one you have with yourself. Absolutely. You are, your relationship with you is your greatest asset. Build it, strengthen it, praise yourself. 
And absolutely, walk through the house as if you are a goddess or a god, because you are. And you're beautiful. And anytime you have a victory, celebrate that. Say to yourself, oh my gosh, you're amazing. That was so great that you did that. And don't laugh, or you can laugh, but just believe it. Share what makes you proud. Your beaming delight will help others shift from glass half-empty thinking to, heck, I'm pretty awesome too. You know what a lot of people forget about that whole glass is it's refillable. It doesn't have to be half empty or half full. It can be totally full. You can refill the whole thing. So be that glass is totally full person and know that you can refill it at any time. I wanted to let you know before I ended the podcast today that I am adding a link in my description of my podcast to my Venmo page. If you feel so inclined that you would like to donate to my channel, that would be beautiful and amazing. It would be a beautiful energy exchange. I don't get paid to do this podcast, but I was talking to someone the other day and that person said, why do you not use the Patreon and all of this, you know, start charging for your podcast. I don't want to charge for my podcast. And I don't want to use Patreon because it might be a great program and everything, but then everyone has to pay. And I know that there are some people who cannot, and they just simply want to listen and appreciate and send love. And that's awesome, and that's so great. Thank you for that. But I also know there are people who have been like, well, I'd like to you know, donate a little bit if I can. So I just thought if you feel so inclined that you'd like to give, and it could be a dollar, to any amount you would like to give, that would be amazing. Again, you do not have to give anything. Just your support is amazing enough. But if you listened to an episode and it really spoke to you and it healed you and it helped you and you'd like to donate, then I would just be so blessed beyond measure and I want to thank you for that. So I'm putting that link there. So if you feel like you want to give, you can, but certainly you do not have to. It's just one more way that you can, as I say, exchange energy. I exchange my energy by doing this podcast and you just exchange it back through a little monetary donation. So again, if you feel so inclined, thank you. If not, that's great. You can still help me by sharing my podcast with others or leaving a review or subscribing. All of those ways are very helpful to me. And if you go to my website and subscribe to my website, you'll receive a free morning and evening meditation as my gift to you. Thank you so much for your support and to all the people who reach out and send me lovely messages. They're beautiful. I love, love, love that. That is one of my favorite parts of what I get to do is connecting to all of you. I love talking to each and every one of you and hearing from you. It's so, I love it. It's, you just don't even know how that brightens my day. So thank you for those of you who reach out to me and thank you for my loyal listeners and my newbies. I love you all. I'm so happy that you're a part of my soul tribe. I send you blessings every day. I hope that you feel it from my heart chakra to yours And I um, hope that you will have a beautiful day. Don't forget to join me on my Facebook Lives where I do free card reading for you. Thank you again for supporting me in everything. And I will keep you updated as I start doing more and more things, more projects. Um, Thank you for just supporting me always. I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will see you here again tomorrow. Bye.